Вы слушаете Broken Arrow Events Podcast с вашими ведущими Лиам Вактер, Майкл О'Даннелл, Сиджей Сен и вашим специальным ведущим Майк Феручи и охуенным гостем Романом Каменским. Alright, guys, welcome to a special Bay Podcast, episode number 11, which is also our podcast come correct miss holiday special i got michael donald with me say what's up mike how are you now i got cj sen on the phone say what's up cj hey guys i got michael ferrucci back here with us say what's up mike hey how you doing and another super super special person in our lives roman kamensky say what's up roman it feels so good to be so special you are special so okay let's start up um Talking about current events before we get too jolly with this uh, correctness bullshit. We just got back from two events. Um, we had an event November 30th at Zulu 24, Steel Cog 3. Mike, I want you to give us um, your feelings on it first since it's it was your... it's This is like your little brainchild, so I want you to go with it first. True. Um... So it was, it was interesting for me because I felt like, because we're, we're on opposite ends, like I felt like the first one at Zulu went better than this one. I feel like la- our last time at Zulu went better than this one, for me at least. Um, and then this time my team was harder to control and things would seem like a little bit more out of control. And the one takeaway from this is that we can't do green versus tan. It's impossible. Nobody listens. And armbands. Yeah, the armbands. The future is armbands. The future is armbands. Yeah. I thought though, um, I thought you had an easier. Ro- I, th- I think this you started so well, in the in Steel Cog, two. No, was it Steel Cog two? Yes. Um, that you had an easier time where this one, I think you guys started too slow. Yeah. And it you never really took off. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were always playing catch up. Yeah, CJ really, CJ. Um, what's your takeaway before we comment on what uh, what um, Wolfhound did the tan team? Yeah, I, I I'm pretty much in the same boat as Mike, you know. Uh, but it w- it was very hard to control and uh, possibly ID teams. So definitely, tan versus green is not going to work out for next year. But I mean, I I still thought it was good, you know. Uh, still action-packed. Everybody seemed to really enjoy the game and, and really had a good time, so... Yeah. I, see, I thought... From my point of view, this is me running around, producing, making sure everyone's having fun. I thought we did improve the overall gameplay. It did... I think it flowed better. Uh, people did more. I mean, we fought until the end of the day where we ended a little early at Steelcock 2. Steelcock 3 went to the end of the day. Um... Definitely armbands. I thought command was really good. Um, Ferrucci and Wiki for you, I were invaluable. Yeah, you guys, they were yeah. great. 
Uh, CJ really didn't have to do too much um, with his command. I felt. I mean, CJ, you really, you really were a one-man command team. I don't remember um, like John having to really uh, butt in too much. Yeah, no, I, uh, I pretty much uh, as much as I could. I, I tried keeping the guys motivated and moving on my own. I had a couple, a couple guys I was able to count on, but um, as more of squad leaders. But yeah, I pretty much tried to do everything I could. Yeah. Them. I felt. The HVT, you know, high value, high valuable target uh, bounty cards on everyone's arm. Those were fun. It was cool. It, yeah, we're, we're, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a cool element. That's gonna be a mainstay for the Steelcock series. We're gonna have that every every time. Yeah, that's I like really that good. a lot. Yeah, yeah same. Especially yeah. since there was a lot of people who didn't think of it and realized, and like the people who were paying attention, like George got me and yeah. and Grania, yeah. cause, and I was surrounded by the entire team, and he was the only one who thought of it. So it was, yeah, so it's kind of it's also kind of cool for HVTs who go down. It's like I'm not gonna say anything. Right. I'm just gonna sit here and see if anybody right. notices. But that I want to stress because I noticed a few. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not gonna call anybody out. But I noticed a few times that Would. people who are who are HVTs, they need to stay there for the five minutes to be lootable. Like Would. you're like at that point you're part of the game. You know you're part of the you have to be part of the game. Um, Wood. That's one of my takeaways. The other takeaway is a positive one. I, th I felt that the registration process. Now Zulu takes takes in the walk on, so they they help us a lot there. But I felt the pre regs coming in um, went really smooth. Ferrucci, I have to get. I'll have to give Ferrucci credit. I know we bust his balls all the time. We always, you know, smet, roast him all the time and all that. But he really did great. Registering everybody, um, you know, make sure everyone knew what they had to do. Selling tourniquets like a motherfucker. Dude, he, this guy was like a like a sleazy mobster insurance salesman. He was like conning you into a yeah. tourniquet, even yeah, though yeah. you needed one. Yeah, he was like, hey, you I'm did. Not, I'm not telling you you need a tourniquet, but you're going to need a tourniquet. You know, yeah. I mean, he, uh, he did well. Dude, he sold a lot of tourniquets. Um, he stepped up during the game. I heard him a lot on the radio organizing guys. I saw him on the field. Wiki, too. Um, but my pick for MVP of Steelcock 3 was uh, Ferrucci, I would say. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I mean, because we were really trying to do our, you know, especially Wiki and I, because I know we, sometimes you weren't around, or, you know, sometimes we can't say anything on the radio broadcast because, you know, CJ is able to listen and everything. So I know Wiki had more of a back, um, you know, uh, reach approach where he was trying to tell people, you know, from the back side of everything. And then I was trying to, even as a squad guard, just try to lead, you know, organize as best as possible. That's why I was walking to like the spawns, gather up as much guys. But like you were mentioning with the whole control issue, sometimes they just immediately disperse. My time, like, we'll take this moss, guys. Like, I'm gonna be with you, but you yeah. gotta help me move forward because I know I'm a massive target as it is. And so we're moving forward, which is great. And then by the time I look behind me, when we're getting into a firefight, I already see like four or five guys that are still left with me. And, I I think um, that's you're you're absolutely right, and you guys did a great job, and I could count on you guys out in the field. Um, I think something that would be good for Steel Cog next time for Squad Command, and you can you know you say yes or no on this, CJ. Um, I know it'd be difficult with the way the gameplay shifts so much, but I think we should introduce talks for both sides because 
it would it would make it easier on me and CJ to control large groups of people if we had like a operational command center. Ta talks would be good, but then we need like yeah. an official SOI for each faction. Yeah. So it's like, all right, if you're going to be on the tan team, this is your radio frequency. Right. You, like we can barely get guys to wear the correct shit. How are we going to get them to know? Let me ask you a question about the correct shit, because you know it's about coming correct. Um, do you think those guys are walk-ons? On the count of Zulu, will not turn away walk-ons. 50-50. 50-50. Some guys who signed up, claim they read the warning order, claim they read the tax op, still would show up wearing green, thinking that they're on Wolfhound, which mm -hmm. is the tan team. It, it's just the way, it's just the nature of the beast, I think. We have to go armbands. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're, like, you're, you're almost, you know, you're, you're like, what I... I jumped on tan at the end a little bit to uh, kind of rally guys up. When remember when you had the the potato baby? Yeah. We were we were um, you had like a whole bunch of guys with the the informant. Remember Ian was the informant. Yeah. They were just standing around like they just want orders. So I just was like yo guys, I need everybody here. It was like it was like almost like World War Two like Russians. Like you just like form like a wave and like push them. You know, yeah. like, you really don't even need radios. But obviously we have if we want to do talks and I'm not against it. I think it's a good idea. We have to like almost now drill in. Using uh, radio frequencies and and linking everybody up instead of worrying about uniform. Uh, you know at least I mean? at least for the command structure, we should have separate radio channels. I honestly liked one radio channel. Well, I like one like admin radio channel, but um, to Ferrucci's point, um, we're like, you know, CJ would yell out like, "We're going over here," and yeah. I'm like, "We're going over here," and I know like we're both admins, so we're we're able to like structure the game, but it's like difficult to like. Yeah, it's all like all right. Well, like as much as I I try and like remain detached from it, I'm like, well, they're going over there now, so you know, like, and and here I am on the admin channel. I was like, we're on this secret mission with this objective right over here, and CJ could definitely just be of like, course. hey, red, so then, like, so then I'll have to, yeah. I mean, I was trying. You know what happened too? Got to remember this. I, I walk around with five radios, so I can. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I had a. I had a, like a freaking AK chest rig with radios in each pouch. But that's how it should be for right. command. But, like, but all you fucking assholes didn't have radios, so I lent out all my radios. I only had one radio. My so, my so that, Fang was. Uh, I know, but I'm saying like I had to lend out all my radios, so I had right. one radio. So I'm like, all right, I guess everyone's going to this radio. You Let's know? buy more bay. Let's get a, just a pack on Amazon with more bay well, radios. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're gonna have, to, if I'm gonna be lending out five radios a game, yes, then I'll, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I mean, it's just worth it to have just in general. Dude, I have, I have technically have six bay radios. All right, well, let's have twelve. Okay. <laughs> that settles. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, no, you're you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, it was. I felt it kind of worked for me because I can like, I was kind of directing you guys, and you can see the bigger picture behind what I was trying to uh, execute with you guys. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure something out. I mean, it's always a work in progress. We're always improving. We're always trying to work out things for the better. So I really, I think takeaways were more positive than negative. Um, the biggest one was wearing armbands. Yeah, that's it. It's armbands. Other than that, yeah. I think Steel Cog Three was a lot smoother than Steel Cog Two. I mean, I thought so too. I, I mean, so especially too. on Steel Cog Two, where you had those guys in the flannel. I know we talked about that yeah. before, but you know, but I felt like we had a lot mm. more organization. You know, like I said, outside, I think you know, like you know, with the radio situation we already mentioned, having a little more organization. Because, like, I'll be honest, sometimes I put my thing on silent because you know I don't want to give away. I, I did the same, and I'm an admin. Like, yeah, that's I'm what like, I'm 
I, I shouldn't. That's why I'm like, like pushing for talks like and stuff. Even at the like, very end of the, I shouldn't uh, be out in the field that at the much. End of the game, I know you, you were trying to contact me, but I drove deep onto the right flank on the right side of the pond with Liam, and I know you were trying to contact. I'm like, the only reason why I'm not doing is because you know I don't want the CJ to send like 30 guys over and then we get screwed over because we did get close to the uh, CQB town. We did. We were pushing. You know. Well, I kept on trying to be like, yo, you guys got a button in our uh, left flank, and you guys were like pinned down in the town at the point. You were pinned down in CQB town where we yeah. were trying to push onto Newtown. The only reason why I I felt better at Fallen Pedal 2 or Steel Cog 2 was uh, I had like more direct control over the troops. I really had like a good group around me. And yeah. I, was, I, very, I very much felt in the center of my troops at all times. So uh, this time I felt a little more like out of whack with everybody. This exchange goes back to what I was saying when we were having dinner yesterday. We need a more adequate and dedicated set of cadre to better handle the smaller groups like if if you're if your main guy in charge goes silent you know his next in line should it be able to it tune happened. it but he, then he's going silent yeah, yeah, and wiki. we need, we need less still, people and no we had it, it was happening on a broader scheme i wasn't i wasn't yeah. at this last yeah. game so i'm not talking about that game specifically but like uh in general like we have these events, and a lot of times when you're at, like, uh, Zulu, you have a whole bunch of walk-ons which don't know anybody, and they don't whatever. They're not really coming as a team, as a unit. No. You want to assign them to some cadre that's going to be in charge of wrangling them and being in, well, the, in the loop. Knowing what we know now, yes. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Joe DeFelice. Uh, he's, he's a ghost dog uh, venture company. Uh-huh. He actually was treating... All the walk-ons, like it was like kids in hoodies and like Adidas track pants, like with the rental guns. He's like, yeah, I'm like an ODA, and this is like my indigenous force. He's like, he had like 20 of them, and he was just like running around with them on Wolfhound. I don't know if you remember the, those guys, uh, CJ. Yeah. He's like, yeah. they they left. Like it's so weird though with like Zulu. Like people will show up at like two o'clock and leave at four, and yeah. they're paying forty five dollars. Like it's so weird. Like. And they'll say like, oh, we've been playing too long. Mm-hmm. That happened. Some of them complain because we've played all the way straight through. And, oh, well, we don't have a lunch. Well, this is the point of the game. It kills it, man. Yeah. And, and going back to what you know you were saying, like, you know, we had some dedicated guys who, like, followed myself and Wycander, but then they disappear out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, that was that was my biggest problem with yeah, this last like, time. Yeah, because, like, you know, that's why I physically... Where is my team? What, and yeah. Where did they go? Yeah. And that's what I was trying to figure out as a squad leader for you. How do I rally these guys? Like I said, that's why I'm, after I got shot and sat for five minutes and nobody picked in my cart, I'm going to the spawn and be like, guys, you got to follow me and just... Can, do you, you think know? having, like, a more um, official... Chain of command. Chain of command, like, well, no. When I did my briefing, I kind of like pointed who was in charge. Yeah, but people are gonna listen, no. man. They, you know, because they're no. Literally, sometimes, like, uh, I was like, get, get to the African village, and then everybody like looks at me, and then turns away, and I'm like, no, g- go to the African village, like, go, yeah, the- go now, do it now. Exactly. And they're like looking at me That's like I'm crazy. With, like, these kids, they come to play army and they don't want to deal with army things like no. chain of command no. and, and orders. Mm-hmm. It's not this. It, they want to we, play Call of Duty. Yeah, this is not... This this series will never be that. It's going to be herding cats. Who's the better cat herder? This time CJ was the better cat herder. Yes, yeah. he was. 
Yes, he was. You I were the better cat herder. Hanging out with yeah. cats. Yeah. yeah. Last time we dominated the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It's you know. All right. Especially with Zulu, all the events I've ever played at Zulu, whatever team sets up in that mosque, they get bogged down the rest of the day. That, that actually, yep. that's the opposite for me. Last time I completely Weird. avoided the mosque and I I held them at the mosque. Yes, but specifically. No, that's, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, CJ, oh. the other C- side of the oh, coin. Bogged. Yes, yeah, yeah, oh, CJ got bogged down in Steelcog Two, and he got fucked. He was wrecked the entire game. Yeah, you got bogged down right in the beginning. Yeah, and you guys were. You guys didn't move for the yeah, because it's like a who, fortress and yeah. everybody wants gets, to like yeah. stay there. Oh yeah, they got two floors. Yeah, you got two floors. Let's stay here. Yeah, you're gonna Why? get zapped on that top floor, dude, and yeah. then you're done. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a bad blood when yeah. everyone goes to the castle. There's no point in going to the castle, but it's like yo, it's a castle with two floors. Everybody wants to be in like the watchtower, and then you get fucking wrecked, lit up, and then it's yeah. like, <laughs> the fuck were you doing up there? Like, all right, so simple takeaways from Steel Cog, our bands. And more official, what's the word I'm looking for? Like structure. Structure. Yeah. But my my but, natural like instinct is to like lead by like going out first. So and that's hard. You have as, to like, in that situation the, though. Yeah. There's no comms. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's what I was doing, especially when we had that issue at the African Village when we were all bogged, you know, halfway through the day, and nobody wanted to go in the African Village because they saw all of the tan sitting there. And then, well, that was just a power and move. You know, it was yeah. just the whole team walked into the African village and were like, ah. Fuck that. Like you were saying, though, I mean, I that's why I had to lead from the front because no one had that motivation. They just stood yeah. there, you know, like I said. Oh, see, the ID badges. But I shouldn't be doing that as a that's, as like a, a no. team commander. Like well, yeah, I, that's, I, why, I, that's not my job. But that's why, why can't I try, you know, obviously try to do our best to, you know, split it up. Like, you yeah. Know. Obviously, every once in a while I have to do some snake shit, but like. Yeah. You got to do a little bit of sneak shit. I did do a little bit of sneaky yeah. sneaky. But yeah, um, I mean even even what Roman's saying with like there's like a an official command structure. I mean, this time around, everybody who was a a cadre had the HVT badges on. Like they wore you know, we wore like medical badges that had our, our card inside. So like if you're paying attention, you should know that this guy is a leader. He's he's an HVT. Also, I'm dressed as fucking snake. So yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And CJ's running around the fucking tan trench coat. Yeah. I mean, I remember at what at the very beginning of the game when I got shot, I must have had at least what five, ten guys walk past me until you know Van Ness, you know, decided to walk by and ask for a card. Ferrucci, how many cards did you have left? Zero. I'm pretty sure I had all of them. Zero. I yeah. would, like like you said, I was the Charizard of uh, you know still. Yeah. No, you were the you were like a Charmander. Magic yeah. Carp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a common card. Yeah. Yep. I mean, but someone had to, you know, take them all out in the field because everybody was too scared to leave the bush. Someday that magic carp will evolve into a Gyarados. Exactly. That's true. Spread that rage everywhere. Yeah. The Fruchidos. <laughs> so, any other comments on uh, Steelcock? We have one scheduled in um, March. That's going to... Right now, currently, that's the, the event that's going to open up our year in March 28th. Steel Cog 4, Knives well, the Expats? Yeah. Yeah. What, we left out the 4, but we're just doing Steel Cog Knives of the Expats. No, you got to do 4. Now I have to be Old Snake. So, all right, moving on. Yesterday, we, as of this recording, we just got done with... Um, Watch Operation Watch on the Rhine, which was a World Two, World War Two event at GZA. Everybody on this podcast was there, so this is actually a good event for us to talk about. 
Um, it was the weather was a little shitty, but it wasn't too bad. It was it was semi warm. It was like you know misting, drizzling all day. Um, I'm still drying out all the wool uh, uniforms that uh, oh, yeah. people have. My, my stuff is hanging yeah. out all over the bedroom, yeah. drying out. Yeah. But it wasn't that bad. Like the way you anyone was checking the forecast is like 100% chance of precipitation, and it definitely was wet all day. But yeah. out in the woods, it was. It was good for playing. Yeah, it was the, 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 the weather didn't. Yeah. It's not like playing in the rain where the raindrops will mess up your actual BB trajectory. Right. But I think people. I know my gun was definitely affected negatively by the moisture. My BBs had terrible range. I was like artillerily raining them in just to get close enough. But uh, I don't know. The they weather, were coming the straight weather. at me when you were on high point at the end of the day. When I was <laughs> really? behind that door, they were like. Oh, Trust me, they weren't flying straight. They were, <laughs> they were arcing in real high. Um, I don't think I got anyone that day, uh, but I had a good time, and I, I was very worried about the weather, and it really wasn't a thing. And that field was actually really fun. If your feet weren't wet, congratulations. That like it must all the snow melting and everything. There was like streams everywhere, swamp everywhere. I think oh, that it. added to the element a lot. I mean. It I was, love it. It, was it, it. it wasn't the Ardennes. Uh, uh, kind of, uh, a bit. I mean, especially when the mist came in at the end of the day. That really added to it. felt me. more like Hurricane. Yeah. That's what Liam <laughs> was yeah, saying at yeah, the beginning. Well, I think it was a great time overall. I had a really great it, time. I think, um, so I had missions written out, which we kind of, CJ kind of kind of used as a guideline, and we just jumped around with the missions so that we didn't use them in order. Like, I kind of set them as phases, so it was like, all right, CJ, let's use this block of missions and go through that. I mean, we had to ad hoc a few things because the Germans were outnumbered. But I don't think the Germans being outnumbered really affected their morale. It's like we only really had to fight until we all died like two or three times, which really, if you think about it, isn't and that And then it was a good day. fight by the end of the day. Like, yeah, you guys like ambushed we, us. Every, and every fight we had was like, it wasn't like we got rolled. Like, we put up a defense. Like, I think one time we got like, we were like kind of dumb. We were like jumped on the other side of the, ma- of the hill as you guys were charging up. And you guys eventually just rolled us then. But every other time, we kind of gave a fight. Right. Um, I thought CJ did a good job of not just sending a wave of people after us. After like At one point, we had four Germans on, yeah, fighting right. for the town. So I was like, all right, dude, they send the 20 GIs on us. We're going to get wrecked. But Yeah, we like, did patrols like in, yeah, in different elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was very hard to try to keep guys from not all going out at once. but It worked out really well. Yeah, I think the lulls were a good immersive feeling. Like uh, when we just started out and we took uh, the boathouse, whatever we were supposed to call it that day. Yeah. And we were digging in, without actually digging in. If you dig anything yesterday, you're just going to have a bath. It was just all water. So there's no digging, but, you know, they were taking up defensive positions and we were getting orders like, all right, we're going to watch this this group is going to watch that after a while at this time send your guys out to probe that way and you know yeah that's when i took my group we had three guys in red army kit smashing quotas highest red army turnout so far <laughs> three um so there was plus one and then we we probed and let me backtrack we first got to the boathouse 
My flank made contact with the Germans first. Visual contact. Way out of fire. I know. Range. We were trying to bait you guys into our... We had we had two MGs at the point. We were trying to... We were like, if these guys are idiots enough to, like... It was a fun, it was swamp on each side, so there was just, like, one little narrow land bridge. We were like, yo, let's just put the two MGs on that land bridge. Yeah, and except our mission was to hold the boathouse. So we just set up defense... And we're waiting. We saw you back away. We thought you were going to back away and then loop around us to come from a, a more advantageous direction. Right. Uh, after that didn't happen, we got the mission to go probe. And we snuck in there, and then we actually spotted your guy with the camo helmet cover. Yes, the, the leaves. The brown helmet cover. Oh, um, Brady. Zabor. So we spotted bit. his head, and then we were probing and observing, observing... I thought I thought he saw me, but I guess he didn't. He's, he didn't report anything to you guys, right? He did report movement towards the vil the village. No, this point. is the, we were we were in the swamp area. Oh, and yeah, we, he must we, have been, he. I know the way he 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 was laid down. He was he was facing away from the boathouse. So, so we were observing, observing, and then we watch you guys leave. Like you head out towards uh, the quote unquote firebase staging area. Yeah. So you guys, so then we, I run back with my guys, we report that, you know, they were there the whole time, they're just moving out now, this is the direction they're going, and that was great, like, you know, felt like scouts. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, then we repositioned ourselves when we uh, saw you guys were coming along the riverside, knocked you guys back from there, then we were observing you guys trying to continue your flanking maneuver, trying to get more from the direction I thought you would originally come from. Yeah. And then we repositioned ourselves again. And then, like, block. I heard one of uh, the German guys talking about, yeah, we were just about to go through that gap. And then they closed the gap on us. Oh, that was when we were trying to escape. Right. Yeah, we were trying to That's when we went up to, towards, like, Kafir, and we were trying to escape. And uh, I was like, dude, let's just hold it. That, that was when you came up the hill talking shit. And it was like, GIs, Russians, everybody. I'm like, all right, I hear Roman. I don't see him. That was the last German alive. I'm like, I'm just going to kill Roman. I don't care if I get lit up. Uh, you shot me in my ear. Yeah, you like, I, like, I saw, I saw, like, your, I saw his like, puffy uh, uniform. I'm like, all right, there he is. And I was like, and then all of a sudden, every, everybody in the Allied side just lit me up. I'm like, my helmet's getting like dinged out. Like, ding, ding, ding. I was I, like, I, um, I, I took one, one popped me right in the, in the ear. Like across the ear, and one like dinged off the side of my helmet. I'm like, I would have totally survived that. I wouldn't have even noticed that hit. I've been like, man, I'm sweating a lot, and it's really thick. Yeah. Like if that was real, because that just just grazed it, just grazed it. I'd have been fine. <laughs> but that part of the day felt great because even though, even though we barely had any combat at that point, yeah, it was good coordination. We felt like a unit. We had three set of guys, like, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. And uh, CJ was like, all right, Roman, I need you to change positions. We're going to put the machine gun there. You guys go on the left. You know, that felt, you know, that, mm, that delicious milsiminess. Immersions. 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 Oh, yeah. Savory. Oh, yeah. Immersion. Say it, Casey. Immersion. She's been dying to be on this podcast. Just say something, Casey. Mm, 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 mm. That's sweet, right. sweet. Simmer down. Simmer down. So that felt great. That, like, despite, like, you know, the shitty weather, the underperformance of my weapon, and disappointing turnout in the access side, 
it still felt good. Like up yeah. to that point, it felt good. But then after uh, we took the Red Army onto the Access side to even things out, mm-hmm. I feel like the Allies got too relaxed, got too cocky because they were doing so well. When we so hit far. that one end, but when we hit them, it was like a Turkish shoot. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as we switched sides, it seemed like a whole other unit. Well, you know they were was, just wiped out. Yeah, and we also added a, an extra, you know, al- you know, ally to you know the axis side with Jude and everything. I think that added a different element. We actually had a sniper because all of our weapons were pretty much short range outside the MGs, and so I know my MP40. You know, thank you, Mr. Chet, didn't mm. perform very well, but at least I had something to fire with. Now, at least with extra, you know, firepower such as yourself, we were able to, you know, bring the fight to the Allies and not just get completely wiped out. Yeah. Um, I know. Dude, World War II is so weird because one event will have more Germans. We'll have, like, 20-something Germans and then 10 GIs. How do you win? Right. I don't think that the weather should have been that much of a massive... I mean, it was 50, what, 52, 53 yesterday? I mean, Yeah. yeah, I know it was... Kind of crummy with you know no, with, with the precipitation and everything and humidity, but yeah. Yeah. it didn't it's stop anybody. Driving, driving did suck. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, at least it wasn't the way it was when we left. With how thick that fog was, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I, I'll be honest. I kind of wish that thick fog was there in the middle of the day, because it really would have added you know extra tension to the to the game. Yeah. I would have literally that. walk into each other. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was um. It was a fun event. I, I thought. I mean, stop looking at it's me. small group, so I really didn't have to go over. Uh, you should have just talked about it. Just kidding. Are we gonna blow a spot up? <laughs> this whole place got blown up. So yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike just wrecked this apartment. But let's move on. Come on, let's, let's keep going. People poop. Everyone poops. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so overall, great event. I think uh, it went Rufio opened the door. <laughs> it went smooth. Now I feel really awkward. Don't. I've never felt awkward Don't. about we this in my life. You could talk a lot about poop. <laughs> Casey, this is Casey's like weaselly oh, chance to try to get on the podcast. Like, I'm like, we're changing topic. Get out of here. Leave. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. She's a weasel. She's using you to get on. That's that's what she does. I mean, we're going to talk about excrements. Yes. I'm a user. All right. Next uh, subject, the uh, website got a facelift. If you've, if you've um, been paying attention to it or signed on to the Bay website, we did a little maintenance. And uh, fix the web page, you know, the homepage up, and how things appear in the, the shopping cart. I'm still actually. I'm. <laughs> Do you want me to take over? No, no. It's just this so much side shit. But okay, little little side shit. But um. Hey. Yeah, it's it. It's streamed up a little better, and um, got it. You know, basically, you got a. Uh, we updated a little bit of SEO info, courtesy of me. Yeah, Casey wrote some stuff. I'm really hoping that Casey goes away right now and gets out of here. <laughs> Just a sidetrack. That's adorable. Smoking up a cigarette. He's flirting. He's flirting. So Operation is Green tickets went on sale for uh, Black Friday. It was uh, November 29th. Sales went really well. We had a lot of uh, GI sign up. Yeah. 
a good number of NBA signups, so numbers are already starting off well. We currently have a sale for them, $55 for Pavin Force, $65 for USGI, t-shirts are $10 more. The operation is going to be August 13th to the 16th at Tullcom, Massachusetts. As Mike always says, take off time now. Take off time now. All you guys with uh, you know the municipal jobs like firemen, policemen. Um, I know you got to put in your time early, and it's usually around this time. Do it now. You know when the the dates are. We also have a list a listeners special. If you um, we're planning to buy a ticket and you want to get five dollars off you can put in the code correct miss how to spell that is c-o-r-r-e-c-t-m-a-s so put that in and you'll get five dollars off when you sign up we also have another event uh the battle of calm duck which is going to be at gca june 13th to the 14th tickets are on sale it's fifty dollars for padding fifty five dollars for uh, Mike Force. That's our Mike Force event where everyone can wear tiger stripe and be all snowflakey. You want to be a lerp. You want to be sneaky, sneaky. That's the event for you. Everyone thinks they're sneaky until they see a guy way out of the range. You know, way out of the range, and they start shooting, and they're not sneaking anymore. Which I know I've seen Roman uh, flip out over people doing that. He shrugs. Hey, baby. You got girlfriend, Vietnam. All right, everyone, we have a special Bay of Bays episode for the Come Correct Miss special. We're going to be calling it Bay on Base because we have Anya with us being interviewed by Casey. So say what's up, Anya. What's up? And say what's up, Casey. What's up? So Casey, you're a professional interviewer. Absolutely. So, Always professional. So do your magic here. Let's... Uh, Let's get a conversation going about Anya playing Airsoft. Cool. I mean, I'm very interested because I, as everyone knows, I don't play Airsoft. Um, so I'm very intrigued by how you sort of got started. Was it when you started dating Roman, or was it earlier, or...? No, I've never even heard of Airsoft before I met Roman. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So he sort of like turned you on to it? Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think when you first heard of it? Did you have any idea what it was? No. Well, I kind of knew that it had to do with guns, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really sure how the games run. Okay. I, I kind of expected more of a paintball situation, Right. but it was a little more than that because it involved a lot of gear, a lot of strategy planning, and it was so much fun. <laughs> it was a lot more fun than I expected it. I it was, was very worried about were telling you? her about my secret hobby. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like when you started hauling your stuff into my apartment, I wasn't really up. <laughs> you can't was, hide that. That was already two months in. I moved in like two and a half months later. I think eventually... But when we started though, dating, I was right. very hesitant on letting yeah. you know about this all-consuming hobby. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's very consuming. But now you guys kind of have it together, which is cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Do you guys ever, like, argue about it? Or is it just like a fun, good time? Only when he doesn't involve me. <laughs> I'm like, where's my invitation to the game? 
But no, <laughs> no. When once we go in the game, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yes. The only time I get pissed off is when he runs off into the woods or the swamps, and we can't <laughs> find him. But no. Well, wait. You were saying earlier that you would never really want to play against each other. Right. Why? You guys prefer to I be on know. the same team? It's our thing. Yeah. It's something that we do together. Yeah. So it's because we tend to dress up in the same style mm-hmm. and the same kind of. So it's it's like we're a team. Yeah. And we like to uh, get on more off, people on off. and off the field. Yeah. So, oh yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, but yeah, we, we no, like totally. we like to have a team, and and since we're we do stuff together, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, what has been um, what has been like your favorite game or event that you've been to? What was that starting? game? I, I don't remember these names, but uh, <laughs> what were was it? Doing? Uh, well, I was definitely doing a lot of shooting. You know, when well, I spent oh, over five thousand. The Ice Cream Boys. Oh, Ice Cream? That was your favorite ice cream? one? Yeah, because... That was like our worst... This <laughs> I... was a Broken Arrow game, so I'll give her that. But that was our oh, worst... Nice. That was our worst game. Good for that you. That was our worst game. No, it the thing terrible. is, it, I know, but it was my favorite because I got to shoot a lot. Because the, uh, was, the opposing like, side over, was so weak. Yes, there was... There was a lot of fighting it was, for that game. It was very yeah. weak. For what it was, there was a lot of fighting. Yeah. I just remember having to call Mike... And use like a southern accent. I'm like, yes. hey, Mark, this is the Ice Creek Boys. We got our... It's like, so, I'm like, I feel so dumb doing this. But it was Mike, fun. Yeah. Mike it was really like, was one of yeah. the funner yeah. games. Even though there were like what yes. ten of us there that yeah. day. 20? I, I think it less was less than twenty. It was maybe. less than twenty. It was it was less than twenty. I always think it's interesting hearing from his perspective, from like when he's like running the game. Yeah. And he'll like be so stressed, mm-hmm. or like he'll have certain opinions, and I'm like, yeah, but these are things that like. Only you're going to notice. Oh, like, of course. Like, someone who's right. playing Back is going to... Yeah. Yeah. As long yeah. as they have fun. Like, oh, yeah. No. If something goes wrong like, sure. on his end, like... I got know, to shoot so knows? much. I, like, I wasted yeah. so many BBs. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, he's like, nobody ever wasted this full mag. And I'm like, drum. I wasted was the whole drum, <laughs> drum and more. <laughs> and more. It was, it was one of the fun games. Were you good at shooting like when you first started, or did it take you some time? Um, I, can, I think it depended on what eyewear I was wearing because I need glasses oh, to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if my goggles would fog up, I can't see. So at one of the games, they made me take off my glasses. So I only yeah. had the goggles on and I couldn't see. So I had to yell people, is that a person or is that a rock? Wait, is that why? a bush or a person? And like I had people. They, she had to take her glasses because, off. Yes. Because because there was no. There was no. There was no protection. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't that, think. Okay. I didn't right. think that through. But stupid. It, it's, <laughs> it's for safety. You gotta. You <laughs> yeah. gotta understand that. But yeah. yeah. I mean, first game I ever went to the, the Dutch resistance. Like we didn't really do a lot of shooting. But when I did. Mm. I, I was so scared. I was Yo, like, no backing out now. The Germans were like, they they were like complaining to my dad. And not complaining as in like, like in a bad way. They were like, it's like, you know, we would walk by her and she wouldn't have a gun. And all of a sudden we turn around and we're getting shot out. And she's just like shooting from the hip like. <laughs> and they're like, Yo, we don't even know what the hell to do with this girl. And they they like, were so afraid to shoot me. Yeah. And then they would apologize once they did. 
It was so cute. Oh my god. Okay, wait. They so apologized. That's like kind of ridiculous. Though. Yeah, yeah. It, so like, it, it was. It's clear, like clearly well, because you're. They shot no, me in the head it, and then apologized. She was, she was uh, civilian also. Yeah. She was half oh, civilian, okay, okay, half okay. resistance. So like yeah. the rule was, if the Germans didn't see her with a gun. She was just a person Civilian. walking around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My boys got shot, and then I was like, okay, nobody's here to protect me. No biking out. And then I just shot one, and then got one in the head. We and encountered a German patrol, and like, get down, get down. And then watching the other guys get taken out, I'm like, get out of here. I backed out. out. I backed She's crawling out. downhill with her butt up. <laughs> just crawling, 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 crawling away. I crawled away. I stayed, and yeah. then And then they're walking around us. Wasn't there one more here? Yep, they were looking for me. And then I got one German. I got one of the Nazis and then they got me. I was like, ah. It Do was you fun. Think, like, so I'm assuming that like at most games you're the only woman. No. If no. not one of the only or well, other. I mean, I've been to a few games where there have been women, but it's okay. a rare occurrence. Okay. It rarely happens. Yeah. The desolation was it? Yeah, that's because there's a lot of role playing involved. So. There was a lot of role playing <laughs> and there was a huge event and there was like yeah. a weekend long event. I've seen two women, I think, at that game. That's it. I think the organizers were surprised at how many females showed yeah. up at Desolation. Yeah. And then I won a free game, too. <gasps> you did? Yes, I did. At that event. What was it at the, like, ra- Des- the raffle? Yeah, it was a raffle at yeah. the end. Yeah. So. Is it any free game, or is it the one coming up in June? Any, any free any, game. Any, any, any Omega there? Yeah, any Omega. So do you? I do, are you ever like worried or like nervous when she's playing with you? Like if she'll run off and actually beat someone. Up? <laughs> You're worried for the other for the other guys. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like, are you like? Do you feel like you're like looking out for her, or it's just kind of like he used to. Get on he used to. I'm worried she ends up not having fun. Then it's like, why'd you drag me here? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you know, it's like. Hey, this will be more fun. Like I like to be sneaky and like avoid contact, try to get to objectives. But she like needs to shoot people. Yeah. She's got a lead finger. She just wants to Sugar shoot. happy. Yes. Sugar happy. Why else am I there? Sneak around the woods? No, I just run in and just start shooting. <laughs> yeah. Just start shooting. Oh, that's right. She she needs to be a machine gunner. Right. No, totally. That's what it sounds like. Just throw grenades. I don't know. I'm Um, pretty bad with it. Wait, so I have, I feel like Liam probably wants us to wrap it up, but, um, so for the holidays, Mm -hmm. are you guys, do you guys like get each other airsoft related gear or gifts? Not anymore, but when we started dating, I got him one. I, really? I keep getting her kit, and then she complains, like, when am I going to wear this? I'm never going to wear this. Because I don't. But that just means you need to come out more. Oh, ah. Invite me. Invite When's me. the next big game? Exactly. March. Here's, here's your plug. <laughs> oh, March. man. Hey, I got Casey a uh, Fulshamjager jump smock, and she wore it to Fashion Week for Christmas last I year. Wear, oh, cool. I wear a lot of the camo... Close. I told you to put on those camel pants last weekend. I uh, know. Oh, well, I could only imagine. The pants are not going to be. No I mean, way. At least on me, they would yeah. be. And no. she, you know, she has like a legit brown dominant Ertl jacket from Vietnam that she rocks to. The jackets are cool. And they like, started putting buttons on them. Like, don't put, like, don't put, cool don't be popping holes you know? into that thing. I'll see. What? It. Nothing. It works. It works for you because you're 
skinny, but if I wear something oversized, I look like a cow. <laughs> so, no, I can't wear any of that. But the boots, though. The boots are wearing his jacket. You got your own. I, I got you stuff that fits you. Yeah, okay, then invite me to games. Yeah, right? Like we, he was I at got, a game got, yesterday. I was like, I got you the Gorka set, and you're like, I'm yeah, why never you gonna go? wear this. Because he didn't and then me. we went to skirmish out in Long Island, and you wore it. Okay, then. <laughs> yeah. I will say the boots are cool. Yeah, the boots. Like yeah, she, I bought her a pair of jungle boots, too, in her size. They're like little baby size boots. They're small, but... Yeah, great. he was like, these are so cute. These are for like, child soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're cool. Straight out yeah, of Africa. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stump you with my little feet. He's yeah. like, Casey, there's a little... <laughs> you can bronze him after she's done with him. Like that. <laughs> that's right. Because I'm a hero? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, not anymore, though, as far as like buying each other stuff, you kind of let each other do... Not if we need something, own. but... At first, when I just like learned about the hobby, and I wanted to give him something cool, and I could yeah. afford it, I got him a fancy gun for the RPD, a, right? I got that him. That was the birthday. That I was got, birthday, right? Uh, nice. The Pepper Shaw was. Pepper Shaw, I got him for New Year's. The one that I was using most of this year. Yeah. Yeah, you actually, that's true. You used it a lot this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. Got a good, got a good and then the RPD was the birthday present. Mm -hmm. But the most these things are expensive. Oh, 100%. Oh yeah, I mean, the, the amount of money that this... I think Liam... She thinks get. she doesn't know. And I don't, and I don't want it, because I think I would have a... This stuff is pricey. I don't think I would be And it doesn't that. even work well enough for the amount of money it costs. They don't. They, yeah, it's, and you know what's funny about like the air stuff the industry? is like, it's acceptable for the gun to just not work. Right out of the box. Oh, wow. It's like... It's like it's almost like you have expected. It's not like there's to work. only one maker of this thing, and they only made 500 of these. So just be glad you have it, even though it doesn't work. Well, yeah, that's and ridiculous. deal with it. You need a friend like Darius or something to fix it for you. Yeah, but then the amount of times though that you guys are like, oh, I need to go give my gun to Darius, or I need to go oh, yeah. pick up my gun from Darius, or I need to go and like find Darius or whatever. About, I'll admit this. You know? I, for the most part, I've actually been pretty lucky with breaking guns and getting <laughs> lemons. Definitely knocking on wood. Knock on wood. Um, I've only had really one lemon, and Darius fixed it. And what's a lemon? Like a bad one? Like it just doesn't work. You it's just yeah. something bad that egg. Work. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. dead. A, a bad egg. It stinks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, of my gun collection, I think I got the one, my Mosin sniper rifle, the one I felt like most passionate about, and that should not work all the time. Something new goes wrong of it. It's been in the hands of Dan, my tech guy. Yeah. More than it's been in my possession. Because every time he gives it back to me, I got it working. It's beautiful. It's amazing. I do it and pff, falls apart. That's you know? so annoying. It jams up, falls it's apart. But it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You're like that one shot. <laughs> Worth it. Exactly. And here you go. Back to you. Maybe I'll see it in yeah, a year. I, I got a yeah. shot I'll get visiting rights yeah. for this yeah. gun. <laughs> <laughs> so Anya, you, you're gonna play again? That, oh yeah, easily for sure. That's an easy question. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, March. Currently, March is our next Steel Cog. Uh huh. That's the one you dressed up as uh, Cobra Baroness. The Baroness, yeah. yeah. 
So. Baroness sounds sexy. Yeah, right yeah, here. It was, it was sexy. Right there. <laughs> Hey, hey. It's right there. Right here. This is her. Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was For those at home, we are wearing t-shirts with awesome graphics designed by Anna from a photo that we did at Steelcock 2. Yes. So we're wearing matching t-shirts with are. us on it, and Casey has no idea. <laughs> Couple goals. <laughs> Couple goals. We had the same t-shirt that one time. Me and that one time. Yeah, that you one time. <laughs> we had like, the same design. It was like a uh, fox and cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Um, yeah, it was really cute. Oh, you guys. So, wait, so what's the next game that you two are going to play together? Whatever. Well, you don't go to weekend games. Yeah, Most really of the games true. I go to are weekend long. Steel Cog is not a weekend game. No. It's just a one-day game. Right. So there you go. The weekend March. games are tough, though, I imagine. Yeah, they are. You know, like when he's gone, when it's like an overnighter, I'm like... Because you miss me so much. I, oh, yeah. Yes. I just <laughs> don't know what to do with myself. Like, I literally just stare at the wall. Well, I got for a kid, so, so long. I, have always, I always have something to do because yeah. I, I got a kid. Um, but, um, I wish I could stare at the wall. <laughs> just kidding. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, Casey starts playing Airsoft. Oh, yeah. I think you're kick ass. <laughs> I don't need that headache. No, I think run, I, because imagine running be, an event and having be, to worry about this little lunatic. She'd be hard to hit. Because the kids that come to the games, they little, are the toughest. No, that's what happened. That we, we played paintball. And that's what she... She was like a little rat running through yes, the field. Yes. You'd be oh. hard to hit. You'd be like... I didn't... I didn't... When we... So, my, my family is weird and oh. we've done like paintball games like as a family like many times that's cool and one time we went and I was like very nervous uh-huh. I was scared because I did get hit and it hurt it does so I was like I'm, I don't want to get hit again. paintball hurts more this doesn't you hurt think? as much it hurts the, plenty the, the, the balls are a lot bigger they convey more energy when they yeah. actually hit you um, oh, but trust me, when you get a BB to your face, it's not any pleasant. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, I've yeah, only you... been doing it since 2007. I know. <laughs> but as a woman, you know... Like, my first <laughs> hit... Oh, my face is all I my have. My first hit ever was no, to put my you in a ma- We put you in a mask, okay? What? Yeah. We put you in a mask. In the mask. There's a mask. Oh, absolutely. A full I face mask. You can... I'm walking around with, like, no tooth? I started wearing those because I got hit in the face a couple of times. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this not anymore. Not worth it. That's Casey's moneymaker, you know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is my voice. That's yeah. right. Perfect face for radio, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but I, I will say, I, I liked being, um, like, you're, it sounds like you're, like, trigger happy. You oh, like yeah. to shoot. I feel like I like the side of it where it's like being sneaky and kind of like yeah. running around. That's what, like, oh, honestly, no. Roman style is probably yeah. more sneaky than shooting. We sneak around plenty, yeah. but, yeah. but yeah. I, I have no patience. I'm like, I'm done sneaking around. I'm just going to go. You're like, I'm lighting, <laughs> I'm lighting this guy up. <laughs> Ready or not. <laughs> like, All right, game over. <laughs> um, All right, cool. I mean. Yeah, no, guys, that's great. Uh, great interview. Um, thanks, Liam. Yeah, <laughs> you thanks also for having really me. Oh, your weight. Yeah, thanks. Hey, yeah. I, I tried to sit back and not say much. Thanks. So, um, yeah, Anya, thanks for coming on. We'll see you out on the airsoft field, hopefully at the next Broken Arrow game, which should be in March. Casey, maybe we'll get you out there. Ooh, 
Yes. Um, even if you want to come luck. as a nurse for Vietnam, Let's I'm working go. on it. I'll get you a donut dolly dress or some shit. Oh my god. And you can be a little donut dolly. <laughs> I'm just imagining the Joker when he's dressed up like the nurse. I'm imagining you talking too much the entire time. <laughs> The whole weekend. That's They're never going to come back to base. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, no, let's deal with the bush. The bush is a lot more, de- you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can handle the bush better. Actually, I would love that. Keep them out of the base. <laughs> all right, guys, take care. Find someone. Thank you. Thanks. It, yeah, take care. It's, it's all good. Take care. Take care, bye. Bye-bye. Take care. <laughs> bye. Peace out. Thanks. See Be you safe. next time. Ciao. Be safe. Yeah, give me the jingle bells. that time of year again as the year comes to a close where we all sit around the fireplace with our loved ones opening presents awaiting the new year and we think think to ourselves after all the Christmas movies have subsided and the joy slowly starts to fade away as you sit by the fire with your lover under the mistletoe what could we possibly listen to well it's the Bay Podcast Come Correctmas Holiday Special. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle balls, ha. Jingle balls swinging and jingle balls swinging, snowing and a blowing, a bushels of fun. Now, jingle hop hands me good. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle balls, ha! Jingle balls, chime in and jingle balls, time in. Dancing in a prancing, jingle balls, swing in frosty air. What a bright time, it's a bright time to cock the night away. Jingle ball time, it's a swell time. To go gliding in a one horse sleigh. Jenny up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle round the cock and jingle round my cock. Mixing in a mingle in the jingling beat. That's the jingle ball cock. All right, now that we're on the uh, Come Correct Miss portion of the Bay Podcast Come Correct Miss Holiday Special. We're going to talk about a few things involving the holidays and what we recommend for a budding airsofter to ask for for the holidays. So, CJ, what do you recommend? I, I recommend one of the major things on the list would be good iPro. You don't want, you know, to really chintz out on iPro. You want something that's going to be protect, protective against just about anything. Something that's not going to fog as bad as, um, you know, like cheaper glasses with no anti-fog coating. Um, that's probably one of the most important things because we all know fogging's terrible. It's horrible. Mike, you know from yesterday. Yep. Yeah, yesterday was a foggy day. In and yeah. out of the goggles. A so good you know, add-on. Like good eye Yeah. We... You know, Liam, you and I run F frames. You know, they're probably some of the best out there for fogging and safety. 
I don't think Rufio agrees with M-Frames. Rufio's got big... I really don't think Rufio likes M-Frames. Yeah, he's got big bug eyes. He should be (laughs) protecting his eyes. He's got huge golf ball-sized eyes. But no, I think a good add-on to iPro, CJ, because everyone's uh, um, iPro was fogging up yesterday, is uh, like uh, anti-fog wipes. I used them during the summer, and they were amazing. They were a game-changer. Like yeah. the most frustrating um, thing playing airsoft. You have a specific brand. You I don't have a works. specific brand. Actually, I've, yeah. I've got a set of the anti-fog wipes before, and I don't really feel that they did the trick. I got the box right here. I cat- like I like the cat crap spray. I, I've used the spray in the past, but these yeah, wipes last an entire day or even weekend. Karis Visual Lens Wipes, anti-fog yep. lens wipes. Yep. That's what I use. All right, so, uh, Roman, what do you recommend? All right, when I just started out, this dude, Scooty, good old Scooty, he took me out to my my very first game, and he said, these are the most important things. Comfy shoes on the ride back. You're you're out there in the field, beating dirt, confined in boots, and coming home, like if this is like summertime, just some comfy sandals flip-flops or something let your feet like spread out and breathe after spending a whole day in boots so comfy shoes like if it's not uh, summertime you're not gonna be coming home in like winter and flip-flops but you know just comfy shoes let your feet relax after all the abuse of a whole day that's good yeah i i mean me personally i changed into comfy clothes right after yeah a, a lot of a lot of the people getting into it they're only thinking about the game. They don't think about what happens after. Right. You know, they don't, you know, you got to be ready for the after. Right. Ibuprofen. <laughs> Ibuprofen. For the old guys. Vitamin I. I'm telling you, if you don't always, if you're not physically active and you go to a game where you got to go up and down hills and, like, uh, you got to sprint somewhere, your muscles will be sore. So right after the game, pop that vitamin I. So a Costco-sized bottle of ibuprofen that's right yeah i feel like this is more of a common sense thing than an airsoft no such thing as common sense you gotta tell them so my recommendation semi-related to roman since you mentioned boots is getting yourself a good pair of boots whether it's uh hiking boots or a pair of combat door kicker boots um i see way too many airsofters and it's, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine is like i see these guys decked out and like Full Navy SEAL kit, you know, you know, $500 gun, whatever, all pimped out. And then they got, like, cheap-ass, pay-less construction boots on. And, like, like, this is, like, the worst. It's, like, this, like, idiots with, like, tan boots on. I'm, like, what? Like, get something good, man. Get, like, a good pair of boots. A good pair of boots. It makes huge difference. Huge. 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 Like, I wear... Uh, for modern stuff, I wear like Solomon's. I recommend those. They're really good boots. A lot of guys wear Merrells. You know, all the... And if you want to be like a Navy SEAL, you look at like all of those pictures of guys in like Afghanistan, they're wearing Merrells and Solomon boots. Yeah. If they're not yeah, wearing... They definitely weren't wearing New Balances. Yeah. They weren't wearing <laughs> like... The, they weren't wearing like Thinsulate or uh, Tim's. Or whatever. Yeah. No. I think as an add-on to that, um, get good insoles. It'll mm-hmm. help you out yes. throughout the day. Yes. Like, my feet were wet all of yesterday for World War II, but I have sheepskin insoles, like really warm ones. They keep your feet warm during the winter, and they keep your feet cool during the summer. It's, like, unbelievable. 
Yeah. And they're super comfy and fuzzy, and they look nice. Especially with the vintage stuff, like the right. uh, the, G- the jungle boots, always get a good pair. Like a hundred percent for do, jungle boots, yeah. especially if you get Rothkos. Yeah, Rothkos and Ultimas, yeah. you really need so, a good pair good of soles. Good soles. Yeah. And it's like cool. Well, like you can afford it. Avoid the Rothkos. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Ultimas or try and find original like eighty eights or original like sixties ones. Was it the OD thirty ones? Yeah. Those are some pretty good ones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ferrucci, what's your uh, recommendation? Wish. Ah, uh, no. No, what's your we're recommendation? recommendations. Wish. We're not wish yet. We're wish is wish for yet. you, buddy. For wish. What do you wish for? Right now we're telling them what they should wish for, so these are recommendations. Yeah, these, this, these are things that we already have, and we're recommending hey. people yeah. to put on their wish list. So, Ferrucci, what do you recommend? See, obviously, I agree with everything. You know, post, you know, post footwear, comfortable clothing. But let's think directly about the game, and okay. even after a reliable gearbox. Because all of us can can agree, we've had issues with our gearbox. Gears crapped out. You know, the wiring, you know, for whatever reason, got messed up. You know, for many different reasons. But if you know, if we all can, you know put down a list of reliable parts, you know, whatever gun you have. I mean, I know we got guys who come in with JGs and sign my, you know, M16s and they're not the best, but you can still upgrade them. And for some of us who are mechanically inclined, you know, like Darius, etc., they know how to make these guns, you know, perform incredibly well and reliably. Mm-hmm. And so, like even for myself, I want to figure out what's best for my gun so I don't want to burn it out. I don't want to just run an 11 one lipo and have this thing burn out within six, seven months. I want yeah. to rather... And you break guns a lot. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I don't. I don't fuck with you. Yeah, but um, just other people's guns. Yeah, yeah, FNCs. Um, but you know, I try the best I can to put you know, you know, you know, quality parts in because I want to use these guns for years on yeah, end, no. rather than just you know, constantly. You know, Liam, can I borrow a gun, bro? Like, you know, my gun's in the shop again. You know, crapped out. My answer is always going to be no. Well, of course. Well, we discussed that, but you know, um, and also because I like my using my you know my own weapons like my M60s and everything. I don't want to be using just you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Some, but yeah, gearbox is good. Um, I always feel though, most airsofters, the average airsofter, correct me if I'm wrong, they're gonna use their first gun's gearbox until it dies. Yeah, right. And then well, at least so like for so like first about upgrade. It when I get to it. Right. Right, so first upgrade. Right, but at least yeah. they have the inclination of, you know, okay, well, maybe I can, maybe I want my gun to have more torque, you know, lower rate of fire, but I want it more hard hitting. Maybe I want to, you know, sped up. I want a faster rate of fire and just spray and pray, basically. Right, right. So, you know, that's what I think about. I mean, like I said, I think, you know, the you know, like I said, the clothing is, you know, of course, top notch, but, you know, you're playing. That's the reason, you know, you're you're just there when you look nice with your whatever gear you have, but... Right. You need something that fires. <coughs> and so, you know, that's what I always think about. That's why, you know, even when I have time, you know, crack open the receiver and maybe put a little oil on or something. Mm-hmm. You know, step-by-step instructions, you know, maybe just to keep that reliability going and everything rather than just... Lube it up. Yeah, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so you don't have to miss out on any games. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So, Mike, what do you recommend All for people? All weather gear. All weather gear. All weather gear. Take uh, take your airsofting to the next level. Make sure that your kit is ready for every time of year, and uh, become a hard motherfucker. That's I like right. it. Don't get into this and be like a fair weather player. So hard. 
<laughs> so hard motherfucker. Viet, this this applies to Vietnam all the way to modern shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you have all of this like really up to date, crazy cry multicam gear, like, and you want to keep it clean because you want to look shiny. I mean, that, all that stuff that you're buying, you're putting your money into. It's made to be put to the test by. By the, the, the real deal. Yep. So, you know, uh, get all-weather gear, get get long underwear, get rain jackets, get stuff that will hold up to it and protect your gear and take your game to the next level because there's no time of year that will stop you. All right. And Joe Sully, you've been quiet. What do you got, buddy? What do you recommend? Well, well I'm going to say uh, the first time, get all your buddies involved with it, too. The... Uh Airsofts is only as fun as however many people you have to shoot at. That's true. That's true. And that, yeah. that's really Bay Bay at heart is like we've got everybody that we're friends with involved in running events or just coming to events. So yeah, that's that's pretty that's a very holiday spirit uh recommendation, Joe. It's a lot oh, more fun I'm when you're I'm blushing now. <laughs> it's a lot more fun when your friends kill you and you're like, Oh dude, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I mean it's fun. You make it a make it a point to go after them, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I greased Jude down a couple times yesterday. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah, he was I picking people off. Good yeah. Too. I only got Roman. I think that might have been my only confirmed kill. And no, and McKenna. I got McKenna, who thought I was cheating. <laughs> it was just a nick. I was fine. <laughs> you did fall though. Oh yeah, I like to play. At least nobody really. Great. I gotta give you them immersions. Immersion. At least nobody really complained about no one calling the hits or anything. Yeah, McKenna was the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I ended exactly. up calling raindrops more than once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think it's just the World War Two games in general, though, too. Maybe. It always seems to be either raining or snowing. It's because we always do it that time of year. I, I wanted to bring it up how Bay season opener was a GZA, Bay season closer at GZA, both times snow on the ground. That's true. And I thought that was special. Full circle. Special. Just special. It was super special. It was special. Okay, so let's think about this one, guys. I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Mike was going hard with his wish list, so I'm going to put him on the spot first. What airsoft item do the boys want? For Christmas, so what airsoft item do you want? Uh, personally, me, BBs and batteries. That's what always uh, comes so down easy. to. Mm. Yeah, I'm an easy, I'm so an easy shopper. Easy. Everything, uh, I, I look at it this way. Like, everything that I want, I'm going to be able to get. I'm going to go out of my way to get, and there's no reason for you to, like, go out of your way and get the wrong thing. And then, because we're so specific as reenactors, it's hard to, like, shop for that. So, like, BBs and batteries, man, I'm, I'm a simple man. Like and that's... That's a lot of that's a lot of money at the end of the day, you know. Like a, a bottle of good BBs, like twenty eights, like HPA ones, is is twenty bucks. And batteries, you know, you can get them cheap, but they're, they're some you know lipos. They don't last very long sometimes, and like they blow up. Stuff stuff happens to them. Like just stuff happens. Like you, you know, so it's always good to have the essentials on deck. Hmm. What about you, Roman? All right. So, remember we went to Milson West, and I was your radio man. Yeah. And I kept thinking, I really wish I had this uh, Russian the, the active noise cancellation, also headset for yeah. the radio. 
So now they got this one guy out there in, in Russia making these that you can have one radio channel in one ear, one radio channel in another ear. That sounds Actually, like fucking hell. One one radio on one, one radio on the other. No, and that's, one, and that's, when yes. when those radios can also be operated with the two channels. So right. you could have four, four yeah. going on at the same time. Nope. Nope. Imagine, <laughs> the, imagine all the bullshit I gotta do for Steel Cut. Nope. <laughs> what do you think? Switch channels. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so done. Done. That's yours. Yeah. I guess well, Mike disagrees. For for RTO purposes, if I could have when you your know, job is if, just if, if I could have radio, higher yeah. on the left ear and then the other squads on the right ear, that would be a lot easier to to manage. And yeah. I, and then it comes a little switch here. Answer this channel. Answer that channel. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I don't have to whip out the radio to change up the channels after my radio's tucked away. Yeah. So I w that's what I was really looking at, but I saw at one of these gun shows, Viva Arms debuted their full-size Maxim gun. Mm. <laughs> that thing's probably going to be a grand and a half, and it's going to be HPA powered. But like, if I'm making a you know wish list, you know, a gun I'm never going to afford. A girl or, can dream. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Anya, snap, 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 snap. Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anya says no. <laughs> so I'm going to need like actual square footage to stow this thing in storage. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Fruji? Legitimately? Yeah. Like a, like we were talking about, an actual uh, Falschermager loadout would be awesome. All right. All legit yeah. gear, though. I mean, you know, if if we're being all wish list and everything, Yeah. Paul okay. Schumiego, like 1942, maybe mm -hmm. even 41, like Operation Mercury and everything, and get like an FG42 would be awesome. Fruji stole mine, but okay. Dude. <laughs> Sarge. I, I, I don't have to let it there. I didn't go to school for that. <sighs> you know, but I think that would be fantastic. He didn't go to awesome. Xavier's school for It was for awesome being people. German, okay? It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I felt the part. It was good being the bad guy. And, uh, you Can know. I just get him an Italian kit? Yeah, but I come up to this journey like, hey, what are you doing? I'm I'll fucking always at you. you if he's Italian, he has to, if he's Italian, every time we play, he has to switch sides at the middle of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. Mama Google, like, you're the worst German ever. You're damn right I am. CJ, what's your uh, wish? Holiday oh, wish. Oh, man. For me, I, I, it's, it's tough. It's between... I really want like them to make an airsoft map forty nine mm, and the yeah. China Lake. Mm -hmm. Right? Those are my two Christmas wishes. Those would be those be real nice to say. Some of us will be out of a job then. <laughs> well peace on earth except for underwater. Thanks. Sully, since you're aliens, man. <laughs> yeah. Sully, since you're talking, what's your wish, baby? Uh, let's see here. Well I'm wishing that uh a broken arrow gets their hands on a deuce here this year. Yeah. Didn't Mike just take one? What? Didn't Mike just take one? <laughs> but I'm bumped. Good, good callback. It's easy. It's easy to make. It's, no, it's so easy to make that joke on the phone. He's not even here. He's not even here. Son of a bitch. Well, that's my time, everybody. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. All right, my uh, my holiday wish since it is it was the FG forty two, but I'll leave that to Ferrucci. I want to get a good pair of nods. That's what I want to get. Gen threes. 
Gen 3 or teens or something. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about knots. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to be. I want to go full try hard evolution. Oh, so it's like double knots with the four yeah. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wanna... Oh yeah. Yeah, the boogaloo knots. Yeah. You know what? To top that, an actual UH1 Huey. You're done, Ferrucci. <laughs> You're done, bro. Why are you trying to top anybody, man? Having a Huey fly over this fucking him. kid. Why? I'm making dream. I'm about to put you back on probation, man. Oh, come on. Oh, Anya. What? Do you have a, a wish? No, no, I don't have a wish list. She doesn't have a wish list. No, yeah, no. she does. Goggles. Goggles oh, that yeah, don't fog would, off. Goggles. Yeah, I take that back. What, pres goggles. Prescription goggles. Prescription goggles. With yeah, a fan. With a fan. Freaking fog off. Yes. <laughs> ah. New eyeballs. She wants yeah. new eyeballs. <laughs> I had new eyeballs in 2007. No. They didn't last long. No? No. no. <laughs> Lazy. And that's a waste I, I, of money. I told her to say it in Russian whenever she... <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on, moving on. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Later, man. Yeah, later, guys. Bye. Later. All right, so moving on. This wouldn't be a big podcast unless we talked about Vietnam stuff and Vietnam events. We've talked about this for a few years um, of Vietnam events set during uh, Christmas time in Vietnam. I would say 99% the 2021 event will be set during Christmas 68. So, um, you know, we'll try to get like retro looking Christmas decorations, Christmas tree on base, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, we've talked about this I think it's for as long as I holiday dinner sort of thing. Yeah, we'll do something like that. Um, so be ready for that, and then eventually we'll reset back to 1967 and do like Junction City over again, go around that. Like I don't want to go too late war because then it gets all crazy. We've talked about that a little bit the last uh, episode. People are gonna take that too far. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll do 68, then reset back to 67. Um, we got, I gotta find an operation that. The 173rd was involved in around. They actually were involved in Cochise Green in sixty in Christmas time sixty eight still. Um, that that operation went like for like almost a year. It's mm. just like you know. Awesome. But maybe we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just do like Cochise Green too or something. Um, but see here, here's proof, guys, that we actually plan events so far ahead. Like we were already planning Cochise Green before you know MacArthur happened. You know. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that, but it'd be really cool to do a game set around Christmas. Yeah. 68. Let's drop a bunch of, uh, Beach Boys holiday album. Hell yeah. And, uh, some old standards. Yep. Yep. All right. For the next segment, we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas song from the sixties or before. So period correct songs for Christmas and we have the Kevin McAllister of Nomsoft on this podcast right now, Chris Johnson. He's the king of booby traps. Glad to have him on. So, Thank you. Chris, you want to start us off with your uh, favorite song from the era? Yeah, so um, it's one that I think everyone has heard before, whether they realize it or not. Uh, White Christmas by Irving Berlin. Uh, it's just like a classy sort of 1954 Christmas song. And it was also 
the signal that they played over loudspeakers in Saigon uh, in 1975 that was the secret signal for all U.S. personnel to start evacuating because the North Vietnamese were coming. Okay. That's pretty cool. It's got a cool little uh, backstory to it. Yeah. Ferrucci, what's yours? I have to go with, uh, you know, same song but different artist, Bing Crosby. I mean, you know, fantastic, fantastic singer and everything. And just the whole classiness that, you know, adds to the Christmas atmosphere, you know. I mean, of course, there's many modern renditions and everything, but you can't beat, a you know, a band, you know what I'm saying, a classic uh, band and everything. And so, um, you know, that really encapsulates that whole uh, family-oriented, uh, uh, you know, time to, you know, share gifts and, you know, spread the joy. Roman? What is Christmas? I don't know. I don't got no period correct. I don't even like this Christmas. Pass. Mike O'Donnell. Uh, It's an easy one for me. Uh, Little St. Nick, Beach Boys version. That's a good one. Yeah. Just a little little St. Nick. The whole album's really good. Yeah. Just a little St. Nick, little St. Nick. Yep. Little Saint Nick. Little Saint Nick. What's CJ, that? what's your favorite? Gee, I'm kind of uh, undecided. I have two favorites. I've always loved uh, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. That's always one of my faves. Or uh, Blue Christmas by The King. That's Elvis a good one. Is always the way to go. That is a good one. Oh, Young oh. man, that almost would have oh, been my favorite. God looked down on all those millions and millions and billions of people. And when he was looking down on all those millions and billions and billions of people, he picked me. And why? I'm a king. <laughs> Only two, two types of people know karate. That's the Chinese and the king. One of them is me. Oh, look out, man. Oh, my God. All right, my... F- uh, whatever, I'll take a pass. I'm tired. So, CJ, take notes on all these picks because we got to add them to the Bay FEN radio for the 2021 event set during Christmas. That I will. All right.
I think that's the winner. Yeah. So I think something good to talk about for all of the non-reenactor, like friends and family of reenactors out there, is uh, maybe you want to get something for your like husband, boyfriend, son, whatever, like whoever you know, like whoever's out there, or daughters, or whoever's in the reenacting community. You want to get them something related to what they love, but you don't know what to get. Um, let's let's keep this to Vietnam for now specifically. How what what would you t- tell? the unaware consumer to to look for getting Vietnam gear for you for the holidays? I'll go first. Just because it's green doesn't mean it's Vietnam. Right. Like everyone generalizes and sees like, oh, this green, sh- this green army shirt, and that's a quote-unquote army shirt, is green and it must be a Vietnam shirt. And you get that with people buying stuff for themselves too. Um, but like if my mom bought me a green army shirt and said, it's Vietnam, it's green. And I would be like, all right, and Avatar's probably not. It's probably going to be some, like, Wrangler shirt from Target, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, no, I get what you're saying, Mike. I, you know, I understand. And, um, so in that case, what you would be looking for is, uh, and we can post a, a post about this with, with specifics, simplifying this for the non-reenactors, where you're looking for third pattern fatigues right. in a certain size. Yes, yeah, so third pattern Vietnam jungle fatigues, and they have slant pockets on them where they sl- the pockets go sideways. That's right. specific to Vietnam, and that's what you're looking for. Or I'd just be like, look at the buyer's guide. Look at the yep. Bay's buyer. The yeah, Bay the, buyer's Bi- the Bay Buyer's Guide is a really good, really yeah. good resource for anybody who is looking to buy something for the reenactor in their life. Yep. I think there's supposed to be like a photo guide of what to look for in particular. As you know very well, because like we mentioned before in the break, when you go on these websites and you find like canteen coverage, like you said, Vietnam. Yeah, but it's and not. It's it's, it comes, it's listed incorrectly exactly, on something and like it come, eBay. It comes to your house. It's an LC1. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, I feel like that should be even more indicative because I know we put down M56 here, but really just show it in people's faces. Then they can yeah. really understand because like. You know, that's how I was able to personally find out about, you know, gear, you know, through YouTube or just like I said, a picture guide where, you know, you see everything that's engraved. You see the detail that needs to be, you know, on point to Vietnam era rather than, mm-hmm. oh, like you said, Alice Packs. Yeah. You know, well, so- something simple for the shopper is uh, for Vietnam, for, for pouches yeah. and straps things like that you're looking for things that are made out of canvas and not nylon which is very easily discerned by the fact that canvas looks like canvas and nylon is a shiny material um we can get into the stitching and all of that but that's kind of crazy of course and but the canvas is what you're looking for for vietnam specifically for gear yeah cj if you're you know really just want to play it safe there's not a lot of sites I can think of that do just Vietnam things, but um, like more military comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a single thing they sell that like isn't Vietnam correct because like that's what they do. They're a store that sells the Vietnam reenactors. You know, it's like get something off there. It's it's gonna be legit. Yeah. Yeah. More military soldier of fortune and uh, East Asia if you can get anything from them anymore. Oh, Those yeah. are the three places that you would want to look 
where you are pretty damn safe getting something from there no matter what it is it's going to be cool and it's going to be appreciated right and let me say from the other side from the bush for the guys trying to get into the people's army a lot of stuff is uh, misleading when you're just looking for NVA. There's a lot of stuff that's the National Volks Army, which is East German Army. So yeah, a simple you, eBay search will. Yep, you're gonna get you. misled. As, like if you're just getting into it, you know you gotta let them know that there's the other NVA, and the very most basic thing is the chest rig, and you're gonna end up with a four cell Magpow chest rig instead of a three cell. You know, it's very, very simple things just to look out for that, like, just very, like, our side, in the bush, it's a lot more lax, but there's certain things that just irk me. Mm -hmm. Like, you should just know really basic stuff, like, no, that's an East German thing, or that's, Mm -hmm. like, a 1980s thing, not a 60s thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, On that note, something, I mean... For people buying gifts and just for people trying to build uh, an NVA or VC kit, uh, one of Vietnam's big industries today is selling knockoffs of Vietnam War artifacts to Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get some stuff that's relatively decent at like pretty good deals, but uh, one thing to avoid is like you go on eBay and you look at North Vietnamese stuff, and like there's all these backpacks and canteens and shit that have like north vietnamese flags painted on them or like little murals of like happy soldiers you know marching through rice fields like paint on the side like the canteen and the rock um don't get those i'm guilty of having one with a flag on the back yeah like i'm sure that happened at some point but like yeah these are people trying to be really sneaky and well camouflaged in the jungle and if you paint a full color you know red yellow and blue flag on the back of your rucksack Oh, that's pretty yeah. Yeah. Also, those yeah, rucksacks are made of really like, inferior fabric. Oh, dude, mine's yeah. ripped. It's definitely not made for a big guy. So anytime I like flex, I just hear and feel seams ripping out of it every time. Yeah, that's purely tourist stuff. Yeah, it's like a Hello Kitty yeah. backpack. It's like the size of a Hello Kitty backpack. Yeah, they just sell that to people who don't know any better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thinking it was actually painted during the Vietnam War. <laughs> like 99.9% of the time it wasn't. Yep. So. Uh, same on the GI side. If you do a eBay search for Vietnam backpacks, you're going to come up with 90% Alice packs, which is 80s. Um, and the we can post photos for this, but the way to discern that is the uh, it has a kind of a lip on the on the backside and just the the coloration yeah, the of color- the pack yeah. and and the webbing and everything. The, it's easier to, to look at photos side by side and see the difference, but uh, lightweight rucksacks, what are correct for Vietnam, are, are expensive and hard to come by. So yep. if you see a backpack that is listed as Vietnam for a reasonable price, it's not it. Yeah. I guess to add to that as well, you know, if you can find a reputable store, something like a Facebook, you know, marketplace, you know, marketplace and everything, because we've all gotten gear from that as well, and at least it's a little more personal because at least you can track that person everything and see what they're all about i mean that's how i got my rucksack and everything that i got from alaska and you know at least it was a legitimate seen the rucksack and everything and even checking out your local uh surplus stores i mean right but but i think when you're when you're digging through a surplus store the person buying that's what we're talking about they got to know what they're looking for right and they they start digging through and they see a canteen cover like we said 
Odds are you're going to get an LS, LC1. Yeah, hopefully, like I said, a picture guide or something. And, right. You know, they can right. walk in with a little more confidence, is, I guess. What right. I mean, if they, if you really cared to buy something, trolling through uh, Facebook groups is really good because those guys selling, they know what they're selling. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're probably going to get a good deal, too. Yeah. And on, on this note, um, I mean, just like, you know, I, I don't want to play like the, the sex card, but like, just how like you know like ladies drop hints about jewelry or, or this and that or or something you know like listen listen to to what your reenactor friend is talking about or nerding out about in their life you know just like taking take a little note and uh, you know like do do your research do your due diligence if you if you really want to surprise them with something that uh, that they they appreciate then I you think, know I think they'd be more impressed if you came correct. Yeah, they'd be very <laughs> impressed if you right, come they, correct. Yeah, it'd be more impressive to come correct with the present. Come correct. It's time for your TTPs. Some SECs. Maybe even just a little BBC. Christmas is that time of the year for New Year under the tree just for me and selflessly I give this to you come correct me Come correct. <coughs> oh, that's good stuff. Merry come correctness, everybody. Moving on to the next subject is our year-end discussion about Broken Arrow events and how we've grown and how this year went overall and our highlights and improvements. So let's ask the basic question to ourselves. How is Bay growing compared to t- 2008 and previous years? I think it's a pretty easy question. Pre- pretty easy question to answer. Mike, you're into it, man. You've been doing this for a while with us. You, you know, you're a core member of the group, obviously. What do you think? Well, I think, like Chris mentioned earlier when we were talking, we've grown in terms of authenticity standards, and that's going to be continually growing uh, as we grow our community. Um, I think the I think one of the biggest takeaways from the last few years of doing this is before before but before we started doing this and I don't want to like like point fingers or, or say anything but like the the community started to really like kind of splinter and everybody was kind of doing their own thing and everybody was all over the place and I think that we've kind of become a hub for everybody who was really passionate about this and everybody who wanted to step up their game and do something bigger because we all knew that something bigger was possible. I think that we have taken huge strides in achieving what we originally like sought out to do. I think we are, I think we, we have achieved like, you know, a, a, 
a lot of what we what we originally wanted and we've we've really done something that that I think the Vietnam at least just in the Vietnam terms like the community hasn't seen in a long time and I think we've made a name for ourselves and I think we're we're here to stay and and we're going to keep doing exactly what we do how we do it yeah I would say we're pretty well known in the community even not just the northeast you know around the country we were talking about it before um like guys in uh, Minnesota, a few people in California were talking about us, and that's just the the Namsoft stuff. And we're just, even we're, even England, man. I yeah. mean, the community is small across the world. Yeah. Like the you yeah. know, we all are on the same Facebook groups and forums and all sorts of things. And you know, it, there's a lot of people involved, but you know, really, it is a small world. So word gets around, and yeah. I think that we've become a real like budding flower and in, in the whole community like we're really coming into our own and i think the next few years are going to be very telling of of you know us right putting right. our foot down and saying we're, we're here to stay and we're going to keep doing this and i i think we're achieving something that's really really good and and positive in the community yeah and even outside of nomsoft like we're pretty well known in terms of, i mean just because we run so many of the one day games I mean, you'll see a guy using his bay tourniquet at another game, and be, you know, they, they'll talk about bay stuff to me, not knowing that like I'm one of the bay guys, you know. So it's it's pretty cool that like um, I mean, sometimes they'll say we suck or whatever. I've, I've never heard that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure. But I'm saying like for all we know, we can have someone say like, "Yo, those bay guys are real assholes," and we're like, "Yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a bay guy." But yeah, it's. I mean, I guess it goes. I guess it goes with the territory. But yeah, um, no, it's pretty cool that we are starting to make a name for ourselves and. That's what we set out to do, especially with the Nomsoft. I think that was like mission, primary mission number one. Yeah. Um, I, I think a really good takeaway this year, and Roman and, and Chris uh, can really talk about that, is that we are building a, a small quality, you know, no, a quality um, but small group of having players. And yeah. and like Chris, you said I know you mentioned like um, in previous chats we were talking about like improving for um, Coach's Green going into 2020. A lot of the having players this year, at MacArthur, were, new, were like fresh off the off the bat, like first event that they were and they totally. were like jumping yeah. into this. Yeah, a lot of people who very bravely decided, uh, yeah, for their first ever you know event of this type, they were going to go having and. And I give him mad props for that. Everyone did great. Yeah, I th- yeah, I thought the pattern they, this year were good. Um, I, th- I I think a good way to like have a parallel with like how Bay has improved over these couple of years is you look at George. You look how George started out yeah. with the crap he hauled in the first Nam game. And then how he has refined his stuff, got the now he's coming correct. You yeah. the right stuff with yeah. less stuff, and he's got the right attitude. And you like, yeah. oh yeah, that is great. That is like he should be like the mascot. Think he, dude, he was, he was a, uh, he was our, um, our come correct, uh, following the buyer's guide mascot. Yeah. But no, he, it's so, it's so funny. He's like a veteran now. Like yeah. he, he's like the guy you kind of like can look to and be like, all right, I don't have to worry about this guy. I don't have to babysit this guy. He's gonna. It's raining. He's safe. He's gonna. He's fine sleeping. Um, but uh, yeah, I know Chris. Um, we had that that long chat in the uh, in the admin chat about 
giving the pavin a little accommodation i think that's something that we can improve on going you know improve on yeah uh so, like uh, something to work uh lean twos for more than just two people Dude, yeah i have i've been yeah. pushing this for a long time i mean before we were even a thing i'm like um i mean the nva guys like i know chris and you are like hardcore dudes where like nothing phases you and I'm the same way. Like, I'll sleep in a trench in the rain or under a poncho. Like, I don't care. But I think you, I think part of the immersion and part of the fun, if you guys had a, a place of your own, would, would really be helpful. And it would extend your guys' life for the weekend. Like, you guys would have more, more energy and, and like, yeah. a, an easier time. And that makes the whole game that's, better for everybody. That's, that's in the works. That's definitely in the works. Um, yeah. You guys will have, yeah, the pattern will have improvements they'll have a more formal base area um yeah i don't want to give away too much i don't want to like give away too much just yet but yeah that's that's gonna happen but i guess to put it all together though keep the dream alive though i mean i know we talked about the whole wish list but i think just i think that's just to basically put it together keep that dream alive for all of us yeah i don't think we're i i don't think we're gonna lose focus no of course but i think that should be it's like the, there's you know. been a lot of refinement on the GI side, like as far as impressions and the quality of participants. And I I want to oh, see beautiful. I want to see that come over to the other side as well. I know it it was one monster at a time. It really was, and the GIs were always a disaster because that's how it's always been. It's always yeah. been guys showing up. With as whatever. As a guy who showed up to his first Vietnam event with, like, I mean, like the only correct thing I was wearing was the Rothko jungle boots. Literally the only the only good possible looking thing was my Rothko jungle boots, um, and somebody who's grown into like kind of a pseudo stitch Nazi. Um, you missed it. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I I really I really have appreciated how a lot of the people who have, like, not not to their own fault, have just not known better, have now begun to like kind of take the red pill and and wake up. And, and see that like there's a lot more to this than they've been um, that they've been seeing or has been honestly like advertised before like people yeah. there hasn't been um, the reenactor community is very harsh on people who come in and they're not, and that's unhelpful and even though I came in all the wrong stuff when I first came people were nice to me yeah. And then they they kind of showed me the way. So there's this line that we have to toe where you can't show up in all of the wrong stuff because we have all of the information out there. It's all available no to excuse. you now. There's no excuses. Right. Yeah. That's been our, yeah. our main thing. It's like we're giving you everything you need. I mean, Chris wrote the he wrote the uh, NBA and the Vietcong uh yeah. Standards yep. list. We had we wrote the GIs like, it's there, and then we tell you how to buy it and where to buy it. Like and that and that right. hasn't been there before. No, that hasn't no. been a thing for any Vietnam events in the past that no, I've ever always, been to. It's always been go get whatever you think you need. If yeah. it's not good, fuck you. And yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's an unreasonable way uh, to treat people who are just trying to join this. But at the same time, people do. You know, people are human and they're illiterate and they make mistakes. <laughs> And, you know, you have to, you have to just, you know, take that with a grain of salt and be like, you know, like, here's what you do next time. And, and I think we've, we've done a really good job of, of like, you know, 
dealing with those mistakes pretty firmly and but you know also being kind and making sure that our community is inclusive for the people who want to be there and want to come correct yeah so any highlights? Um, I can name a few. I think getting our biggest event ever this year, we had 150 people at um, Steel Cog 3 was a highlight of mine. Doing the podcast, definitely a highlight. I think a lot of people listen to it. I love going to events and someone will like quote something we said at the podcast. Like you can tell they actually like, care and listen. I, you know, So it is worth doing it. I mean, we it's not that we have this like crazy huge audience, but people do appreciate, you know, like I um now Chris, I heard uh Mark Herman and uh Jason Alvarez were actually like quoting the uh one of the podcasts they're like talking about uh us uh shaving or bitching about people nice. shaving. So uh they like, get the like, standard. Yeah. So they were uh they're telling each other to come correct and shave and shit. So <laughs> fucking yeah, that's just one man. example of um now how we how much we've improved from an authenticity standpoint. Oh definitely, you know? yeah. Um uh, because like Having been in like the Northeast Vietnam airsoft community since oh God, like twenty eleven or something, like that's pretty unprecedented um, to actually enforce something like that. I think it really shows. In, uh, and know, the fact that people live up to it, most people. Yeah, yeah, it shows how good our community is, and um, it shows people outside the community like the the lengths we're willing to go to um, for authenticity. You know, I think that's really good. Yeah, and we do appreciate it. All these people who do shave, all these people attached to their beards, I guess they're trying to cover up their ugly faces. They come ugly for us. If people are, you know, like, I know there, there's still people who are uneasy, um, just remember that, like, you have a passion for this as well as us, and uh, I, I, just, I just implore everybody to keep in mind, like, what we're trying to strive for and achieve and uh, I really want everybody to come correct just so they feel a, like they're a part of that. And they like when when we get that group photo and and we make the banner on Vietnam reenactors or we or we, you know, like we get the recognition that we deserve. Like that's that's something that everybody should individually feel proud of for for doing something even though it's a stupid nerdy hobby but yeah. like we did something with it and both nva and gi's like the nva picture that was probably the, the largest nva picture or picture with the largest yeah. amount of nvas that actually like looked good it wasn't just guy in like black bdus and and oh, yeah. uh shit kicker door boot you know shit kicker boots that was, that was and, the and most nva and having a vc reenactors i've ever seen in a single photo i think yeah and yeah. uh you have to be a part of that it's Feels good. I'll take this time and like Chris, you can and Roman, like please jump in. But uh, for anybody looking to get into this whole world, and uh, you don't want to spend a lot of money, I mean NVA is the way to go. Like you can put a really really serious kit together for not a whole lot, and it's it's a really fun way, especially for people who are. Like, they want to do the snowflakey, lerp kind of shit, recon sort of stuff. That's what the NVA is doing the whole weekend. So, yeah. I mean, get your 
get your pajamas together and and no, get something together. I, I want to stop seeing guys in pajamas. I Let's agree. Move away from. I that. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I would rather see people in in tan and green like NVA regular oh, yeah. uniforms. I would much rather see that. Yeah. But okay. um, let, let's make that our our next uh, obtainable goal is to move away from freaking pajamas you, and uh, scrubs. You know, just for the record, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree for more Pavin, but Koshi's green. They were fighting Viacon. Uh, All right, I, I know, but I'm saying like they don't have to be. They want to be ninja-looking guys. <laughs> oh no, dude! I'm, I agree with you. I'm just, I don't. Know. I don't want to confuse people. They can they can look more um, civilian and still be. Yes. Yeah. There's lots of other things that you can do to look like a Vietnamese civilian, like Thai fisherman pants, the Thai fisherman shorts, uh, the rubber sandals. Like, there's all sorts of stuff like that's really cheap and really available. Exactly. For anyone who hasn't done Pavin, one thing I'd just like to put out is we're not just sort of like a faceless shitball outpour that just exists to shoot the GIs. You know, we, we've, we've got our own identity and, you know, our own uniform standards, our own tactics, um, our own sort of culture, you know, and it's something that not a lot of people are aware of. And it's a very different play style than, uh, than what you encounter on the American side. And uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. You know, I'm going to go ahead and build on that and say that's another one of our big takeaways from how we've grown is that um, we as a production company have treated the Vietnamese as their own element. They yeah. have their objectives and their movements, and they're not just an op for there to get killed I'm, by I the literally, GIs. Yeah, I literally had to say this to someone yesterday. And I'm, Chris, I'm so glad you brought it up. I actually had it in my notes, and I forgot to say it. It's like, yeah, our, and I don't even think this is, a, this is a thing that we grew. We went into this as our first change, really, was... That the NVA yeah. and the Viet Cong aren't there to die. They're not the GI's fun fodder. You know, their their purpose is not to die. They're not NPCs. Like, they're, yeah, yeah. Your 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 own functioning faction. You have your own missions. And I and Roman, remember we had the conversation last night at dinner. We were right. like, you know, and I told and Chris, you can back me up on saying this. Like I was like, Chris, if you feel you guys are gonna get overrun, run away. I don't want like you're not there to die. Like. What would you do in real life? You'd run away. You would you'd yeah. run away, set up an ambush, and try to bait us in. Do what you got to do. I mean, the GIs either got to chase you, or they're not gonna, or they're gonna fall back themselves. Everyone should be playing yeah. like they don't want to die. And that, uh, that that ambush at the beginning of uh, the last event is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, you know, we set it all up. We got there without being detected. Didn't go off perfectly. It, the the whole thing kicked off before we were fully in the kill zone. But you know, I heard from my machine gunner that he had just zapped like three or four GIs and I'm like, oh, that's cool. We've got no casualties. Uh, I'm going to take this victory. And so, you know, we popped smoke and we disappeared back in the jungle and we just took out, you know, like almost a half dozen GIs with zero casualties. So, yeah. I mean, if you want a realistic military operation, like, those are sort of numbers you end up with. So, yeah, sorry, no, that's, that. And that's where the GIs got to go into realize, you know, they're they're like they're fighting an enemy that doesn't want to have a face to face fight, and that's what that's the experience we're trying to portray. Not just, all right, this is this is just an everyday pickup game where the two sides are going at it. They just happen to be wearing clothes from the '60s. So, 
Well, I, I, on, on that note, to, to present the flip side of the coin, I really want to see the Pavin numbers grow so we can have more, like, like Yudrang-style fights where, like, the, like here's, wave here's, here's the GIs, and they're hitting a fucking battalion of NVA, and it's a fight now. I mean, there is... I've I've always want I I'm I as a as a GI from from my perspective I'm starting to and not saying it's a bad thing or anything I'm just like I'm starting to um, get sick of like the the like I understand the hit and run tactics and the, and the like three man cells and that's all real tactics but I mean we for we forget in these moments that the NVA was a million man army. And there was, you know, they were, there was, there's millions of them. Yeah. And, you know, like every once in a while you're, you'll be fighting like, you know, think of like the Tet Offensive where it's, it's wave attacks of NBA. Yeah. Yeah. This, this has been plaguing the Namsoft scene since the very beginning because oh, the ma- vast majority of people are getting into it is to dress up like their dad or granddad or cool uh, cool movie that they saw from you know right. the american side and there's very few guys that are even interested at all mm-hmm. in playing the role that chris and i play and Holy. what they see maybe is those guys in black pajamas who ambush them in a village and that's what they want to do they want to hang out in the village in their black pjs and just scrap it up but to do those human wave attacks one those are also accompanied by artillery and they also have the actual numbers, yeah. and we don't even have the proportions right. Not like we're never going to get obviously millions of people, but we're never even going to get proportionately the size of like ten to one or even five to one in favor of uh, the people's army. It's unfortunately, well, well, I think that's a high goal. You know, many many years down the line of lots of building. Well, yeah, like what along those lines, like what steps do you guys take as Pavin to like get people interested in this stuff? Where do we take this conversation to get people on this train? You know what I try to do? I always try to talk people who come as Germans and Russians and Russians for World War II events. Yeah, yeah, and I always kind of a they go hand in hand. Yeah. it's like you already have a Mosin or a PPSH or an AK. Just fucking yeah. make the switch, man. Like I was trying to get the one. We had a machine gunner. He had no idea what I was saying to him. You mean Austin? Yeah. He, the Turkestan yeah, Legion guy? Yeah. He, he had an MG42. 34. 34. 34. Yeah. Oh, it was 34. And he was like, uh, I was like, dude, you can come as VC with that. And he's like, he just goes, yeah, yeah. And then just walks away. Like I was like, I wasn't done talking. And just walked away. I was like, okay. <laughs> probably told him he did a good job. <laughs> Talked him into it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always yeah. try to hit up the Germans. Sorry, uh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. Um, yeah, I would say, so a lot of the people who are listening to this who are in VA know that, um, you know, a lot of them, I've, I've reached out to people personally and, uh, and recruited them, but, you know, uh, I'd like to try and change that. I'd like to, to get a lot of people sort of organically coming to us, uh, wanting to do NVA and the best I could sell it is basically, um, how do I put this? Yeah, you're, you decide the tempo of the engagements that you're in. Um, as the force who's normally, you know, sneaking around undetected and normally the one initiating ambushes and raids, um, it's it's a totally different perspective than, you know, GIs where, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna offensively oversimplify this. Basically, wander around patrolling, like waiting to get shot at, um, sometimes, and um, yeah, just to be the ones sneaking around who always see the enemy first and who always, you know, get to spring their ambush. Um, you know, lay lots of booby traps and do all this real clever shit uh, to maximize your economy with the forces that you have. It's a it's a really different perspective. Um, and it's a really fun experience to do that if you've never done something like that before. And, um, yeah, I would very much encourage it. It's also more fun if you're into, like, field craft. Like, because the guys yeah, that mean, really last are the guys that actually enjoy camping, yeah. that like to assemble stuff, to put stuff together, deal with the elements. Like, those guys tend to come and, and excel because they automatically get it. Like, why we're setting up our, our hammocks or tents in a certain way, why we're walking in a certain way, you know, making our camel rings and the uh, nets for our helmets. Yeah, I noticed that for, you know, anyone who's on the opposition, you know, you are more crafty, more hands-on. You know, you, you like, like what Chris would just said, you know, you control the chaos that you have, you know, this full-on capability as compared to USGIs. We're not going, you know, running around setting up traps, really. No, we're, you know, we're, we're more we, or less patrolling. We stay in line yeah. as compared to them. They have the three-man cells. They have more freedom. They definitely, they're way more flexible. Exactly. They should, it and should that, be that way. That's, that that's the equalizer. The, that, that should be, yeah. yeah, like, you know, add to Chris the flexibility to do what you want and how you want it to get it done. That's really simple. But, you know, you get it because when you're on USGI, you can't just run out there and pretend you're Rambo and, you know, I'll murder you. Exactly. I'll well, murder you. Well, yeah, but you know, that's incredibly frowned upon. It's a big forest. I'll fucking murder you. Yeah. It, yeah, you'd be frowned upon. You know, because that's not that's no way to obviously fight any war. But right. you know, because you still have a couple guys who treat it like it's paintball, and it still gets incredibly annoying when you know. We, they, you know what though? I'll notice, and this I think this is something that we can attest to is I think a lot of people come into they came, I think a lot of people came into MacArthur. Knowing that it's not like that at all, it's you're falling in line. There's a command yeah. structure. I really think there was one guy who, at least on the GI side, Chris, you can or Roman, you can tell me if there was any on the uh, NDA side. I didn't really, I didn't really sense it, but no, not really. Yeah, there was one guy that he went in, and I don't think he knew what he was expecting, and he, he was like, same one that said it was a shit show. Yeah, he tapped out. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the guys didn't know what they were so expecting, but they rolled with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rain, the dude, very well. The rain is like the final like nail in the coffin for any op. I feel, and it sucks that yeah. it happened twice in a row for you guys. Just, just get. It's hard for you. Know, just get fucking weather gear, man. I know. Just, just get it. It's available. Just get weather gear. Just do it. I'm not even. There's just a do it. Russian, uh, uh, was a Soviet World War II poncho for thirty bucks uh, on Amazon. The, Amazon Prime yeah, too. Yeah, the Palaka. Yes. Yes. Really? It's on Prime now? Yeah. Grab yeah. that. There's two two, two days shipping on that thing? Just 30 bucks? Not bad. And apparently they're like um, new. They're like fresh. Like never used. So. Yeah. Sort of like, I mean, like I want to put in my two cents for the NVA. Uh, was it four or five years ago at Monson? How long ago was that? I think that was even before me. The, was it four or five years ago? I remember Darius was there. Anyways, um, for however long ago, fortress. Yeah. Yeah, we got totally hard grained on. Yeah, but but here's the thing: is that um, 
there was over 30 GIs, and there was something like 11 Pavan forces, yeah. and the terrain dictate every... Like, you think as a GI, you're going to get the trigger time, and you're going to get the kills, and you're going to do all this stiff stuff, and, like, the op fours there to, like, die. Every, everybody, every patrol, everything that got sent up that mountain got pushed back all weekend, and the NBA absolutely fucking dominated that hill. There And there were 15 people at the beginning, 11 people by the end, and it did not matter. That's a good they just, rate, actually. They just rolled... Every single person that came up that hill, and I think that it's thought, a, it's kind were, of a misconception I to be. We were going to get into this because of the weather, because we really got rained on hard when we were on that mountain, and we just really came together and we kind of made like essentially like a circus tent out of all of our ponchos yeah. and our hammocks, and we created like kind of a dry space for us because we don't have the big GI tents or anything really, yeah. except what we bring in on our backs, and. You know, that was really feeling that whole communal thing. We all came together, and that was great. This year, you're going to have uh, Canvas to work with. Awesome. Uh, I know, Chris, I, we might have mentioned it, yeah, but you guys are just going to get... It's just buy a fat, bunch of thatching. Fat, uh, I said fat, uh, flat pieces of Canvas, like 20 by 20 slabs of Canvas, and you guys are going to oh, make some kind of uh, base with that. It'll technically be the same rules as the GI base. You know, the GI base is like iPro off, off the field kind of thing. You guys are just going to yep. get an NBA base like that. I, it's that, just the that only. I think would help for a lot of people. Yeah, it's the only way I can. Because I, my goal is to keep people playing. You know, I, that's, that's it. That's all I really care about. Now everyone else is like, yo, we, gotta, we can't be far. We can't allow, allow camping tents. And I'm like, all right, I, I see that point. So I'm trying to think of ways to keep people on the field, and you know, like we'll just we'll just have the same accommodations, similar accommodations to the GIs, which is literally having a, a, a standing base. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, think about it. You guys, you guys, if right, if it's if it's done right, you guys will be there. No, speaking of doing it right, we need to get that established before the participants show up of course yes. like yes. set up a location like this no, is acceptable gonna, no you are that's what you're getting and like this I'm, is i'm going this to is be where there this is, with is you gonna guys be this up. is where yes. that's gonna be yes the, the supervision key, the key to set is, it up correctly yes the key is people got to get there early you know oh my it, God, yeah. it, chris yes. i know chris like it's tough for you because you're you're pretty much flying and landing and then coming right to the field um, even I'm like, like, I think I was one of the first NGA there this you were. year. And you I'm, were. I'm, I'm flying for fucking Colorado. I know. So I know. if you're driving like, you know, an hour, two hours, like, I mean, to be brutally honest, what's what's your excuse? Like, um, I know people have work engagements and stuff, but we're telling you when this event is how many months in advance? Nine months um, at this point? Yes, nine months in advance. So please try it. Like, Honestly, as, as an event runner, one of the best things that you can do to help me help you is to show up, like, at or before the the scheduled time you're supposed to show up, basically. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Especially yeah. for the NBA, because I'm not even counting the trips you guys had to make to run your shit up, but, like, you, we could have okay. scattered the field a lot better. Um, I mean, think about it, Chris. Like, we ran out of time because we were waiting on all these guys. 
we ran out of time to really visual like visually plan out where where everyone needed to be so we just went with with what we were assuming was going to work I, and um that's what i like we you know we've discussed this in previous podcasts but like junction city i felt that that walk that you and i did where we saw the bear it was like instrumental to the success of that event like we knew exactly yes. where where things would happen I agree. and we didn't really do that for macarthur and it paid i mean not, that's not even saying MacArthur sucks. It's just saying we're like we could have made it better. That's an improvement we yeah. can go into. Um, I think totally. we, I think we both kind of agree that like we can never not have a walkthrough. And the thing, the thing is though, Chris is there. He shows up. All these other knuckleheads who aren't squared away yet. He's got to like you know babysit them. I think Cadre, yeah. uh, adding more Cadre. You know Roman. I don't know what John Van Ness is doing. Uh, hopefully Wyatt comes back. We'll have a stronger cadre group to let you and me do admin shit as the cadre. We don't have to worry about like all these guys wandering around doing whatever they want. Like uh, Roman can kind of babysit them as you're gone. I guess is what yeah. I was trying to say. Having an equivalent of like mid-level NCOs to sort of uh, distribute orders and like have them square away um, all the dudes beneath them while I sort of you know, deal with like mission planning and, and coordination and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, be yeah. Incredibly helpful. Yes, agreed. So, all right. So, I think we've we've hit a lot of stuff about um, broken arrow improving. I guess we all can say that yes, it's growing, which is good. That's that's it. Everyone can say it's certainly yes. growing. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Yep. So let's talk about the last item on the podcast which is the podcast itself i want to implement a few tweaks for the podcast going to 2020 uh i want to change the format a little bit i think i want to go and since we're only doing this once a month i think we can add a little more production value and kind of do this more of like a a radio show more than a podcast of just a bunch of dudes talking so i want to add like comedy bits um talk about things other than just our events um have a, a few special guests like uh, vendors like bigger vendors uh, big other producers and try to keep the event uh, I'm sorry try to keep the podcast running from like uh, an hour to an hour and a half and then the bigger ones like two hours I think that's that's pretty fair um, and what I plan to do is I want to release a questionnaire in January and we'll you know we'll, we'll take the feedback from there uh, Chris, I would really love to get you in on more podcasts. I, w- I would love to. Um, this so far has, has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah, um, just to you know participate in, in these discussions and also to, to help get the word out so that uh, you know everyone coming to the next event can be as prepared as possible when the time comes. Yeah, it'd be good to get and you know obviously Roman on here too is like it's good to get the uh, the Pavin point of view on. On the on the podcast, especially when we, when we start talking about uh, the uh, Vietnam stuff, I think it'd be really good. So, anything else? Do you guys have any other input about uh, the podcast and how to add to it? I know Frucci's one of our. Uh, he's a funny guy in terms of he's funny himself, but he's just he's a ridiculous person. So we'll probably <laughs> add a lot more uh, bits. We've heard a few uh, Christmas songs with him today. Yep. 
So I hope, hopefully, you guys appreciated that. We'll, you know, we'll be asking about that if you guys liked it or if it was annoying and stupid. We'll move on from that. But uh, I mean, yeah, we'll. And hopefully, ears don't bleed. Yeah. If not, that's uh, that's a wrap for this uh, yeah. holiday. Come correct me, Mike. Do you want to close us out with anything? <laughs> Mike is dead. Mike has had a he had a long night last night. But do you want to do French or what, bro? It is the end of the holiday season. We are sitting by the fire with a loved one underneath the mistletoe. The gifts are all unwrapped. The tree is still lit. The fire snaps and crackles like a bowl of Rice Krispie cereal. However, you know full well, going into the new year, that everything will be okay. Because you, we are a part of the Bay Podcast. Come correct, miss. Holiday special. Au revoir, mes amis. I love that French voice of yours. How to spell that correct, miss code is C-R... C-O-R-R-E-C-T-M-A-S. It's like not even funny anymore. It's no, like, I'm not being I, funny. I, I was don't, thinking don't, it. don't put it in the synopsis. And also, cut this out. <laughs> Jingle bell time, it's well time to shit. Shit. Look, it's a, it's a, it's a pause. Yeah, Jingle yeah, I, I, I know. I asked for because I know I have such a moment to go blind. Yeah, no because I have all that momentum count and then it just stops. That, that's where you take your breath. Yeah. Two, one. Come correct, it's a Christmas special. Airsoft, Merry Xmas. And falling through the snow at a brightness. Jingle ball cock. Let me tell you something, brother. This is the holiday season. This is the Hulkster. Ooh, and all you may and may may. Keep going, keep going. Oh, let me tell you something, brother. Are you ready for this Christmas season? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, Macho Man and Holster and all you Bay Maniacs out there. Listen to you. There's this fucking podcast holiday special coming and it's up. a must listen. It'll take your brain out of your And if you don't listen to it, we'll, we'll find out where you live and body slam you. Fucking assholes. All right, I'm recording. You want the jingle bells? This is CJ Pelosi from Broken Arrow Events in the state of New Jersey. Happy holidays and have a great new year. This is Mark Strasberger from Hamilton, New Jersey, wishing everyone a happy holidays and to come correct. This is Dylan Dickey from Maine, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Fred from Broken Arrow Events. I'd like to wish everybody and their families 
a happy holidays and a happy and a healthy new year. Yo, this is John, a.k.a. Red from Bravo 6. Just want to say on behalf of all my B6 boys, everybody have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Festivus for the rest of us, and a Happy New Year. Uh, don't forget Kwanzaa too, right? Merry Christmas all. Get drunk and have fun for me. Hi, this is Casey. Happy Holidays. This is Todd from Queens. This is Ariel from Staten Island. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This is Brian McKenna wishing everyone a happy and safe holidays. Hey, this is Joe Sullivan from Broken Arrow Events wishing everyone a safe and happy holidays and a happy new year too. This is Steve from Anchor and Star, residing in New Jersey. Want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. This is Phil with Anchor and Star. Have a Happy Holiday, Merry Christmas, and Happy Holidays. Have a blue, 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 blue.